I have discovered that I'm just bored with myself and I fed I feel no juice. I have discovered that I am just bored with myself and I feel no juice. You have said to accept ourselves, whatever we are. I'm not able to accept life, knowing that I'm missing something of joy inside. What to do? I've heard there is a new type of tranquilizer that doesn't relax you. Just makes you dig being tense. Try it, try it, and try it, and try it again. Be an American, <laughs> but not more than three times. Try it, try it, and try it again, and then stop because there is no point in being silly. You ask me. I have discovered that I am just bored with myself. This is a great discovery. Yes, I mean it. Very few people are aware that they are bored, and they are bored, utterly bored. Everybody else knows it except themselves. To know that one is bored is a great beginning. Now, a few implications have to be understood. Man is the only animal who feels boredom. It is a great prerogative, prerogative, prerogative. It is part of the dignity of human beings. Have you seen any buffalo bored? Any donkey bored? They are not bored. Boredom simply means that the way you are living is wrong. Hence, it can become a great event. The understanding that I'm bored and something has to be done, some transformation is needed. So don't think that it is bad that you're feeling bored. It is a good sign, a good beginning, a very auspicious beginning. But don't stop there. Why does one feel bored? One feels bored because one has been living in dead patterns given to you by others. Renounce those patterns. Come out of those patterns. Start living on your own. It is not a question of money, power, and prestige. It is a question of what intrinsically you want to do. Do it. Irrespective, irrespective of the result, irrespective to of the results, and your boredom will disappear. You must be following others' ideas. You must be doing things in a right way. You must be doing things as they should be done. These are the foundation stones of boredom. The whole of humanity is bored. Because the person who would have been a mystic is a mathematician. The person who would have been mathematician is a politician. The person who would have been a poet is a businessman. Everybody is somewhere else. Nobody is where he should be. One has to risk. Boredom can disappear 
in a single moment if you are ready to risk it. You ask me, I have discovered that I'm just bored with myself. You're bored with yourself because you have not been sincere with yourself. You have not been honest with yourself. You have not been respectful to your own being. And you say, I feel no juice. How to feel juice? Juice flows only when you are doing the thing that you want you wanted to do, whatsoever it is. Vincent van Gogh was immensely happy just painting. Not a single painting was sold. Nobody ever appreciated him. And he was hungry. He was dying. His brother was giving him only a small amount of money so that he could at least manage to survive. Four days a week, he would fast. And three days a week, he would eat. He had to fast for those four days. Because otherwise, from where was he going to get his canvases and paints and brushes? But he was immediately happy. But he was immensely happy. His juices were flowing. He died when he was only thirteen-three. Thirty-three. He committed suicide. But his suicide is far better than your so-called life because he committed suicide only when he had painted the thing that he wanted to paint. The day he finished a painting of the sunset, which had been his longest desire, he wrote a letter saying, My work is done. I am fulfilled. I believe in this world immensely contented. He committed suicide, but I will not call it suicide. He lived totally. He burned life's candle from both ends together in tremendous intensity. You may live a hundred years, but your life will be just a dry bone, a weight, a dead weight. You say you have said to accept ourselves wherever, whatever we are. I'm not able to accept life, knowing that I'm missing something of joy inside. When I say accept yourself, I'm not saying accept your pattern of life. Don't try to misunderstand, don't try to misunderstand me. When I say accept yourself, I'm saying reject everything else. Accept yourself, but you must have interpre- interpreted but you must have interpreted it in your own way. That's how things go. The Martin landed his saucer in Manhattan and immediately upon emerging was approached by a panhandra. Mister, said the man, can I have a dime? The Martin asked, what's a dime? The Panhandra thought a minute, then said, You're right, can I have a quarter? I have not said what you have understood. Reject all that has been imposed upon you. I'm not saying accept it, accept your innermost core that you have brought from other beyond, and then you will not feel that you are missing something. The moment you accept yourself without any conditions, suddenly 
an outburst of joy happens. Your juices start flowing. Life really becomes ecstatic. A certain young man's friends thought he was dead, but he was only in a state of coma. When just in time to avoid being buried, he showed signs of life. He was asked how it felt to be dead. Dead! He exclaimed. I wasn't dead. Dead? He exclaimed. I wasn't dead. I knew all the time what's going on. And I knew I wasn't dead too because my feet were cold and I was hungry. But how did that fact make you think you were still alive? asks one of the、uh, curious. Well, I know that if I was in heaven, I wouldn't be hungry. And if I was in the other place, my feet wouldn't be cold. One can be certain that you're one can be certain that you're still not dead. You're hungry. Your feet are cold. Just get up and do a little jogging. A poor man lacking education and all social graces fell in love with the daughter of a millionaire. She、uh, invited him she invited him home to meet her parents at the elegant mansion. The man was intimidated by the rich furnishings,、uh, the servants, and all the other signs of wealth. But somehow he managed to appear relaxed until it came to the dinner time. Until it came to dinner time. Seated at the massive dinner table, mellow with the effect of wine, he farted loud, loudly. The girl's father looked up and started, stared at his dog that was lying at the poor man's feet. Robert! He said in a menacing tone. The poor man was relieved that the blame had been put on the dog, and so a few minutes later he fought it again. His host looked at the dog and again and said, Robert, in a louder voice. A few minutes later he fought it a third time. The rich man's face wrinkled in rage. He bellowed. He bellowed. Robert, get the hell out of here before he shits all over you. <laughs> okay, good. This is still time. Get out of the imprisonment in which you have lived up to now. It only needs a little courage, just a little courage of the gambler. And there is nothing to lose, remember? Remember? You can lose only your chains. You can lose your boredom. You can lose this constant feeling inside, inside you that something is missing. When else, what else is there to lose? Get out of the rut. Get out of the rut and accept your own being against 
Moses, Jesus, Buddha, Mahavira, Krishna, accept yourself. Your responsibility is not toward Buddha or Zarathustra or Kabir or Nanak. Nanak. Okay. Your responsibility is only toward yourself. Be responsible. And when I use the word responsible, please remember not to misinterpret it. I'm not talking about duties, responsibilities. I'm simply using the word in the literal sense. Respond to reality. Be responsible. You must have lived an irresponsible life, fulfilling all kinds of responsibility which others are expecting you to fulfill. What is there to lose? You are bored. This is a good situation. You are missing the juice. What more do you need to get out of the prison? Jump out of it. Don't look back. They say, think twice before you jump. I say, jump first and then think as much as you want. Meditation for fear of emptiness. Meditation for fear of emptiness. Make it a point every night before you go to sleep to close your eyes and for 20 minutes go into your emptiness. Accept it. Let it be there. Fear arises. Let that be there too. Tremble with fear, but don't reject this space that is being born there. Within two or three weeks, you will be able to feel its beauty. You'll be able to feel its benediction. Once you have touched that benediction, fear will appear on its own accord. You're not to fight with it. Sit kneeling on the floor or in a comfortable position for you. If your head starts be bending forward, it will allow it. You will almost go into a womb posture, just as the child remains in the mother's womb. Your head will start touching your knees or touching the floor. Just allow it enter into your own womb and just be there. No technique, no mantra, no effort. Just be there. Just be acquainted with what it is. It is something that you have never known. Your mind is apprehensive because it is coming from a very different and unknown dimension. The mind cannot cope with it. It has never known anything like that before, so it's simply puzzled. It wants to categorize and label it. But the known is the mind and the unknown is God. The unknown never becomes part of the unknown. Once it becomes part of the known, it is no more the unknown God. The unknown remains unknowable. Even when you have known it, it remains unknown. The mystery is never solved. The mystery is intrinsically unsolved, unsolvable. So every night go into that space. Fear will be there. Trembling will be there. And that is, and that too is okay. By and by, the fear will be less and less, and rejoicing will come more and more. Within three weeks, one day, suddenly, you will see such blessings arising. 
such an upsurge of energy, such a joyful quality to your being, as if the night is over and the sun has come on the horizon. Mediation, meditation for dissolving old patterns of fear. Meditation for dissolving old patterns of fear. I found that I'm still repeating a pattern that I adopted as a child. Whenever my parents scold me or said anything about me that I felt was negative, I would just shut off, run away, and console myself with the idea that I could do without people, I could manage alone. Now, I'm beginning to see that I react to myself. That I react to my friends just the same way. It is just an old habit that has become rigid. Try to do the opposite of it whenever you feel like closing. Open yourself. If you want to go, don't go. If you want not to talk, then talk. If you want to stop the argument, don't stop but jump into it with as much vigor as possible. As much bigger as possible. Whenever a situation arises that creates fear, there are two alternatives either you fight or you take flight. A small child ordinarily cannot fight, particularly in traditional countries. In America, a child will fight so much that the parents will take the fight, take the flight. But in old countries, in tradition bounded, in tradition-bound countries or in families where the traditional values are still very strong, a child cannot fight. The only way is to close, to wrap oneself inside oneself as protection, oneself as protection. So you have learned the trick of fight. So you have learned the trick of flight. Now the only possibility is that whenever you feel you are trying to escape, stick there, be stubborn, and give a good fight. Just for one month, by just for one month, try the opposite, and then the and then you will see. Once you can do the opposite, you will understand how to drop both. Both have to be dropped, because only then a man becomes fearless, and because because both are wrong, because one wrong has gone too deep in you. It has to be balanced by the other. So for one month, you, you be a real warrior about anything, and you will feel very good, really good,、hmm? because whenever one escapes, one feels very bad, inferior. This is a cowardly trick, to close oneself because, become brave, huh? Then we'll drop both because, to be brave is also deep down. To be cowardly, when bravery and cowardice both disappear, then one becomes fearless. You try it. Meditation for trust. If you feel it difficult to trust, then you have to go back. You have to dig deep into your memories. You have to go into your past. You have to clean your mind of the past impressions. You must be having a great heap of rubbish of your past from your past, unburden it.
This is the key to do it. If you can go back, not just as memory, but as a rel- reliving, make it a meditation every day in the night for one hour, just go back. Try to find out all that has happened in your childhood. The deeper you can go, the better, because we are hiding many things that have happened, but we don't allow them to bubble up into consciousness. Allow them to surface going every day. You will feel deeper and deeper. First, you will remember somewhere when you were at the age of four or five and you will not be able to go beyond that. Suddenly, a China wall will face you. But go. By and by, you will see that you're going deeper. Three years, two years, people have reached to the point where they were born from the womb. They have been people who have reached into the memories of the womb. And there are people who have reached beyond that into the other life when they died. But if you can reach to the point where you were born and you can relive that moment, it will be of deep agony, pain. You will almost feel as if you were being born again. You may scream as the child screamed for the first time. You feel suffocated. You feel suffocated as the child felt suffocated when for the first time he was out of the womb. Because for a few seconds he was not able to breathe. These are three, uh, there was great suffocation. Then he screamed and he breathed came. The breathe came, and his passage became open. His lungs started functioning. You may have to move to that point. From there, you come back. Go again. Come back every night. It will take at least three to nine months, and every day you will feel more unburdened, more and more unburdened, and trust will arise simultaneously by the side. Once the past is clear and you have seen all that has happened, you are free of it. This is the key. If you become aware of anything in your younger memory, in your memory, you are freed from it. Awareness liberates. Unconsciousness creates a bondage. Then trust will become possible. Meditation for Transforming Fear into love. Meditation for transforming fear into love. You can sit in your chair or you can sit in whatsoever posture you feel to be comfortable. Then fold your hands together in your lap with the right hands underneath the left hand. Uh, The position is important because the right hand is joined with the left brain and the fear always comes from the left brain. The left hand is joined with the right brain and the courage comes from the right side. So they hold, they hold, then fold your hands together in your lap with the right hands underneath the left hand. The left brain is the seat of reason. The reason is a coward. That's why you will not find a man brave and intellectual together. And 
Whenever you find a brave man, you will not find an intellectual. He will be irrational, bound to be so. The right brain is intuitive, so this is just symbolic. And not only symbolic, it puts the energy into a certain posture, into a certain relationship. So the right hand goes underneath the left hand, and both the hands, thumbs join each other. Then you relax, close your eyes, and let your lower jaw be relaxed just a little. Not that you force it. It just relax so that you start breathing by the mouth. Don't breathe by the nose. Just start breathing by the mouth. It is very relaxing. And when you don't breathe by the nose, the old pattern of the mind does not function anymore. This will be a new thing, and in a new breathing system, a new habit can be formed more easily. Second, when you don't breathe through the nose, it does not stimulate your brain. It simply go, does not go to the brain, it goes directly to the chest. Otherwise, the constant st- stimulation and massage goes on. That's why breathing changes in our nostril, nostrils again and again. Breathing through one nostril massages one side of the brain through another, the other side of the brain. After each 40 minutes, they change. So simply sit in this posture, breathing by the mouth. The nose is dual, the mouth is non dual. There is no change when you breathe through the mouth. If you sit for one hour, you will be breathing the same way. There will be no change. You will remain in one state, breathing through the nose. You cannot remain in one state. The state changes automatically without your knowing it changes. So, this will create a very, very silent, non dual new states. New state of relaxation, and your energies will start flowing in a new way. Simply sit silently doing nothing for at least 40 minutes. If it can be done for one hour, that will be great help. If it can be done for one hour, that will be a great help. So, if possible, start with 40 minutes, then by and by, reach 60. Do this every day, and meanwhile, don't miss any opportunity. Whatsoever opportunity comes, go into it. Always choose life, and always choose doing. Never withdraw, never escape. Enjoy any opportunity that comes on your way to do something, to be creative. Okay.